Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. Being a successful mortgage broker is not about how many loans you write, working hard, or winning awards. It's about building a high-performing business that works with or without you. If you want smarter, proven ideas to accelerate your business, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. Now it's time to accelerate. It's over to your hosts. Hey everybody, it's James Vagley. Welcome to episode 147 of the Mortgage Broker Acceleration Podcast. There I said it, Ash, in full. It's like when someone's in trouble and they're called out by their full name. It's not the MBA podcast, it's the Mortgage Broker Acceleration Podcast. You're in trouble. No, you're not in trouble, Ash. How are you? Well, just in case this is the very first episode that you might be listening to, we've got to tell you what it's called, right? That's fair enough. That's actually Um, quite funny, yeah. The thing about this is the first episode someone comes in on, and that's my opening, but yeah. Yeah, and I think it's good, 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 and I'm I'm excellent, thank you, and uh, I hope you're well. I'm looking forward to... uh, Talking all things workflow. Workflows. It It is a very hot topic. It's always been a hot topic, to be honest, I think, in the mortgage industry. But listeners, optimizing workflow is a big topic, and it's something that we do a lot. It's in that efficiency and that systems realm. And I guess we wanted to approach this from a bit more of a ninja angle, because everybody knows what a workflow is. Everybody knows a little bit about systems and efficiency we know that as a mortgage broker, we need to map out what our loan process or our workflow should be. How do we take a prospect to be a happy client? What's that workflow? How do we make sure we get things done in the most efficient way? And we map out the stages. We start to use uh, some workflow management CRM tools to automate and remind us of some things. That's kind of where most brokers stop, Ash. And the conversation today is what we hear a lot within our inner circle question and answer mastermind groups around, okay, so I've got my workflow, but how do I know if it's any good? Like, what should my benchmarks be? What sort of KPIs? How many loans should my processor or my power broker, my credit analyst, my broker? I don't know. How many should they be doing? Is this any good? And we feel that question constantly is, what are other brokers doing? What are their benchmarks? What are their KPIs? And that's all in this optimizing workflow realm. So I want to go into, let's start with that around the idea of benchmarks and KPIs. And then we want to give you listeners a couple of, I guess, active strategies to help you continue to optimize your workflow over time. Because it's a living, breathing beast. It's not a set and forget. So let's dive in on that, Ash, and uh, we'll see where this goes. I love this. Like, I, I really love this. So where am I going to start with this? Okay. Maybe, listeners, the question that I would ask you and ask yourself is, off the top of your head, can you answer this question? How many minutes or hours does a loan take to go through your business system? Right, And if you don't know that off the top of your head, right, you probably should. this This is the fundamental starting point is how many hours does a loan take to go through my business? And then the next question is, well, what is best practice? How long should a loan take to go through my business if I'm working to best practice or what you might want to call a benchmark? That's the starting point. And I've had this conversation with hundreds of brokers, James, hundreds, right? And I would say, and this includes every possible 
level of broker from starting out to doing already doing 30 mil a month and being in the industry 20 years, right? Everybody in between. The amount of brokers that I've had a starting point with that have been able to answer that question, I can count on one hand, right? It's very, very rare. So you haven't done anything wrong. No one's to blame, but this is the starting point of optimization. How can you optimize something if you don't know what best practice is? How do you know what best practice is if you haven't analyzed step-by-step, task-by-task, person-by-person, what every individual step and task in a loan should take based on best practice, right? This is, this is my, um, my, my sort of starting point with optimization, but this then flows into culture. It flows into performance. It flows into scaling and leveraging your business and resourcing it, like knowing when you need to hire another person based on the productivity capabilities of your business. All of these things flow off the back of optimizing workflow. So listeners, if you don't think optimizing or your workflow is important, think again. It really is sort of the engine room of your business on which everything else is built mm-hmm. and everything else flows from. So then we go back, James, to, um, you know, why else do we optimize the workflow? Well, we want to be able to grow our business. We want to be able to separate ourselves out and probably do more of what we enjoy, have holidays, grow the business, um, step away from the tools a little bit if that's what you want to do. All of those things are a flow on from a focus on optimizing your workflow and optimizing it towards a aspirational benchmark, right? So you might you might say, okay, my 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 aspirational workflow is I'm going to take 16 hours from A to Z of processing alone. And you might be doing it in 20 hours now. What you're working towards is optimizing it towards that level. It really gives focus, clarity, meaning, purpose, and structure to how you work within your team and your business to get everyone on the same page of the book. Mm -hmm. So if it sounds like I'm making it sound really important, that's because it is really important. It is pretty important, listeners. Yeah, this is what it's all about. We, we've all heard the terms efficiency and optimizing and systems and stuff. And I sort of thought to myself, Ash, what is optimizing mean? Like we're optimizing for two things, right? Like we're optimizing for speed and accuracy because, you know, what's the point of a workflow? Well, the point of a workflow is to make sure we can get the same thing without mistakes, so accuracy, with or without any key person. And we want to do it in the fastest way possible so that we're as profitable as possible. So we've kind of got to get really granular with this, don't we? We have to understand. I I sort of think about it a little bit like chicken and the egg. I think you mentioned it before, and I just started thinking to myself, it's a bit chicken and the egg because we feel these questions all the time. Okay, what are the benchmarks? What are the KPIs? But well, have you, do you even know what your workflow is? Like, which one do you come up with first? And oftentimes we go back to first principles with our members. And you're looking at optimizing workflow, and you mentioned it right at the start, Ash. Do you know how long it takes to process a loan? Well, that's question one. Question two of that is, do you know how long each of the individual tasks throughout that loan process take? Like that's how granular we've got to get with this because if you want to be able to, our listeners want to be able to give those benchmarks and KPIs to their processing team or their credit team or their broker team, they need to know how long 
everything takes. And the hmm. only way that you can get to that point is by getting out the stopwatch and timing somebody that's good at it. Like that's the, that's the first principles of doing this. We can get a whole bunch of brokers in a room and brainstorm and throw out general best practice guidelines. As you said, how long it takes to process a loan from A to B, there would be a range, right? And there's a range for everything. But as we know this, we work bespoke with all of our members and everybody's workflows are slightly different. They chop the process up a little bit different, different team, different skills, different loan types. So those numbers are going to vary. So for each of our individual listeners, let's maybe, I want to get your opinion on the idea of a general benchmark versus Mm -hmm. time somebody to do that task in your business using your client type and your workflow and your team and use that as the initial benchmark to start creating a culture of improvement from. So does that make sense? Like having a discussion around, do I just look at a broker on the stage and take their KPIs and benchmarks as gospel? Or do I go back to first principles and understand how long it should take in my business? Oh, definitely. There's a lot of nuances to this, James. There's a lot of nuances, listeners. And this is really where the guts of coaching and advice sits. It's not about saying, here's a cookie cutter workflow that everybody can operate to and works for everybody, if only it was that easy. Yes, there are certain um, standards that must be met. 100% accuracy and doing it efficiently. I just want to pick up on something you said, and I think it's super important because I hear this a lot, and that is, how do I motivate my staff? Uh, how do I set KPIs? You know, you know, how do I manage team meetings? You know, like, you know, how do I get the team to be more productive? And I think most people have this position of, oh, I'll set some KPIs, which are number of loans processed, which is okay. That's the ultimate measure, right? But to me, that's like saying to a football player, your KPI is number of goals kicked. That's an important ultimate metric, yes. But the, the real granular metrics are, you know, your small things that you do, how you prepare, how, how you show up on the day, how you move around the ground, how you make decisions. Like all of these things are important at a granular level. And it, it's, it's the same in business. So the cultural thing is really important. So what a lot of the people that we work with, James, end up with is a transformation of the culture. It goes from being goal totally goal orientated, i.e. that's a number. We want to do 20 million a month. Right? That's a great aspirational goal. But the metrics are how you perform on a day-to-day basis and how we improve that performance 1% per day. Now, you can't improve one thing 1% a day if you haven't got all the timestamps and the tasks and everything nailed in front, or up front, I should say. I hope that makes sense. So, the culture of improvement and learning, and which is another word for optimization, I guess. Optimization is improvement, right? Yeah. You want to improve something, so you're optimizing it. So you want that to be the way your staff show up to work. And the way that one of the great ways to do that is to break down your workflow into small units, show how that can be improved to improve the productivity and the client experience. And then every single person within that workflow can see where their role impacts that. And then they can start to think about, well, what is one thing that I can improve today? Can I do that in five minutes instead of six minutes? Is it possible? Now, that might sound um, 
silly. It's not, right? How you do the small things is how you do the big things. Improve one thing, 1% a day. So anybody listening to this, James, one of the really, I think, cool takeaways, I hope, is that to start to think about a performance culture in your business based on improving one thing, 1% a day, Mm. not Oh well, if we don't do twenty million a month, we're failures. That's a big. <laughs> I think for I think for our listeners, you should, I hope everybody has got the light bulb going off because when we talk about optimizing workflows, most might expect that we start talking about uh, ourselves and we start looking at the numbers and driving you know team to really like punch out the numbers higher, right? I think that's the default, and I like that you introduce the idea of team and culture and a client focus when it comes to workflow because a lot of brokers maybe our listeners are thinking well what's that got to do with optimizing my workflow like building a culture in my team and like what's that optimizing workflow is about driving people to do more work faster and easier and harder but if the the ideal way of optimizing the workflow as you've said is by doing it with your team by leading the team and installing a constant improvement culture. And the purpose of that constant improvement culture is to result in better client outcomes, not more money in our bank account. And I think that is if you lead from that perspective, listeners, and you're having, you have a a rotating meeting or standard in your business where you review your workflows and the time to do things through the lens of how can we get this done better for our clients? How can we get this done with uh, less moving parts? How can we maybe do this a little bit faster? How can we do this a little bit cleaner to get our clients a better result? That's something that's going to motivate everybody because as as you probably mentioned it, people aren't necessarily motivated by um, somebody cracking the whip with KPIs and numbers. So um, that. I guess, leads me into briefly discussing one particular tactic that our listeners can be doing with our team in optimizing workflow over time. Before I go into that, is there anything else you'd like to plug as a gap or a missing piece before we talk about a couple of the things listeners can do? No, just just to keep it really simple, um, obviously we work with our members around this um, very um powerfully but as a takeaway from this episode have a think about what constant optimization or workflow optimization because really what we're talking about james is yes workflow optimization is important but it's part of a bigger structure of constant improvement so it just doesn't stand out there like a shag on a rock okay we're just going to optimize our workflow because i said so It's like it fits into a culture of constant improvement built around improving client experiences and and doing it accurately and speedily. That's the takeaway. So start to think about that as a communication tool with your team. If you haven't got a team, well, just have the starting point would be to start to break down your workflow that you're, you're in now and start to analyze how long every task takes just as a starting point. That that would be the takeaway if you're a standalone one-person broker. But if you've got a team, have a think about what a culture of constant improvement and learning and optimization looks like and where w- optimization of workflow fits into that, right? And the last thing is you can't optimize what you don't understand. Right? Mm, okay. <laughs> you can't optimize what you don't understand. So 
this is where you must understand your workflow first and what you're aiming for before you can start optimizing it. I do like that. And I'm probably going to be paraphrasing and uh, repeating some of what you just said, uh, but this will be my sort of summary and wrap. So if you guys, listeners want to write down three things, this is kind of the, the, the way to do it. And I think it's essentially what Ash just talked about, but write these things down. Now, the first thing you've got to do is map out your workflow, like map it out. If you don't know what it is and it's not out of your head and into a simple, clean document that says, here's what I do from A to B to take a prospect to a happy client, map it out. That's step one. Step two is, well, we've got to insert times and benchmarks into that workflow. So we've got to understand how long it takes to do all of the little things throughout that process. So we understand how long each task takes and how long each stage takes. And we know how long the whole thing takes. We've got to create a benchmark in our business for the amount of time it takes to do them. And that's all about, well, we've got to track stats. We've got to monitor. We've got to time ourselves to set that benchmark. And then the third step is the improvement step. So that's where we're going to set a constant improvement, 1% a day culture in our business of improving our workflow so that every single person in the team, their job is more fun, more enjoyable and easier. And we're going to get a better and faster outcome for our clients. And the way we do that, of course, is sitting down with our team and actually empowering them and setting that standard of optimization and improvement for our clients. And the way we do that is through a process called the retro or the retrospective. So whether it's once a week or once a month, sit down with your team and you look at your workflow and you assess what's working really well. Where did we drop the ball? What could have been done better? And you come up with solutions as to make those 1% improvements. And if you do that every week or every month with your team, with the focus on optimizing for speed and accuracy and client outcomes, think of the three months or six months later, Ash, the iterations, you're going to be getting much closer to an optimized workflow for your team. Um, at that point, you can start to assess that against other broking businesses and start to tweak the dials. Um, but I would prefer our listeners do it that way, Ash, as opposed to taking an off-the-shelf set of benchmarks from the industry or another broker that has a workflow and trying to plug it into their business. That's different. Does that make sense? Well, I know the industry doesn't teach it, James. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, industry. I love you. I love you. I love all of our peak bodies and aggregators in the industry. However, I know that it's not taught properly because every single broker that I talk to that we work with and even that ones that we don't work with, none of them know this stuff. If it was taught, they'd know. Right. So I know that it's not taught the way it needs to be. Yes, we get all sorts of off the shelf stuff. Right. Of course. But the next level is to sit down and really crack into it yourself. And perhaps the, the, probably the, the point that I would land at as a maybe even a, a wrap up from my perspective is if you're anything like me, listeners, like, I, you know, I, I've been a broker for many years and obviously now a coach. You know, and I was really, really good at it, like great with people, great at winning the business and da-da-da-da-da. And I knew my numbers at a high level, like how many customers, conversions, where they were all at. I knew all of that. But you know what I didn't like, which was which was optimizing my workflow, right? right? I'm not going to lie to you, listeners, and you don't have to lie to yourself. 
you don't have to love optimizing a workflow, right? And I think that probably is the, the greater percentage of all brokers is oh granular detail and every little nook and cranny. Oh, I don't like all that little fiddly moving bits. I just like yeah. this bit up front where I get to talk to people and help them and win business. That's fantastic. That's probably 80 to 90% of all brokers. Yeah. What I want you to understand is it is super important. But the, the good news is once you've done it up front, you know, working with us or whoever, is once you get this integrated and built in, then you can start to move back to what you really love doing and and do more of it. That's actually the good news, yeah. right? So it's a very small third of a step sideways or backwards to get this stuff built and then move forward at speed. So I want everyone to take that away. Like we're not saying optimizing workflow is going to be what you do all day, every day. No. Mm. Well, <laughs> right? no. <laughs> but you need to follow the right path, get it installed, build it into your culture, have the retros, start there, get help, right? And we always say that, don't we, James? Get help. Come and talk to us. Mm -hmm. Talk to others, right? Get this built into your business, right? And then move forward with a culture of optimization, a culture of improvement. And that is born, the starting point nearly always, James, is optimizing your workflow, yeah. right? It's hard, to, it's hard to talk about culture change and optimization and improvement if you haven't got the basic building block in place first. Yeah, so this is why this is so important. Get this basic building block, your basic workflow into a position where you can start optimizing it, then expand that out to the cultural shift in your business. I'm glad you brought that up, Ash, in that, because uh, if they hadn't tuned out already, I'm sure a number of the brokers listening to this would be like, optimizing work you had me lost at optimizing workflow <laughs> like you know the skill desire to do this is often not in the desire or skill set of brokers our listeners because you're right they want to be out there talking and helping people not tweaking and fiddling behind the scenes uh that's not the average broker or our average listener but as you sort of said you don't have to do this forever and ultimately in a growing business you can get other people to do this for you but in the beginning you got to make some time to do it and you got to follow the right process to do it because what I guess I want to leave everybody with is my final thought is that this is the one thing that will enable you to make money without working. This is the one thing that will enable you to grow a real business instead of just having a job where you can help clients and make money from the work you do. If you don't do this, trying to hire a team and build a business, it, it's going to get clunky. It's going to fall apart. Problems are going to happen. So if we not focus on optimizing workflows and instead, Ash, we focus on, I want to have a real business where I can take time off and go away with my family or friends and switch off and still make money, focus on that and put that as a post-it note on your screen so that when that hour comes up once a week, where you have a chunk of time where you're going to dedicate to optimizing your workflows and working on the business, you're going to do it because you know it's one of the key things in your business that's actually going to get you to that end goal. And all of the other things like doing the loans and seeing the clients and all the stuff that puts a smile on your face, that's going to make you some short-term money, but that's never going to be a business. So hopefully, Ash, that's a good little uh, final wrap from me and takeaway because we got to do the work sometimes we don't want to do. I didn't hear anything you said after you said, this is the one thing you can do to make money without working. Everything else was just, 
blurred out. I reckon that needs to be the name of this episode, listeners. Here is the one thing you need to focus on to make money without working. Bloody serious about this, listeners. Excuse the French. Right, that is the key. That is the key. The one thing that you can do. Everything else, there's lots of important things. This is the nucleus, right? So please, please, please come and talk to us about how to do this, right? Come and talk about how to do this because this is the one thing you need to do to make money without working if you choose to. Indeed, listeners. Uh, Well, hopefully you've liked this episode. Uh, We love talking about this stuff, even though it can be a bit of dry bit dry optimizing workflow, but we love talking about it because of what it means for our members and hopefully for each and every one of you when you do this. So as Ash said, pick up the phone, uh, book in for a chat with us. The team are awesome. They'll help you and uh, we can see if we can help you as well. Anyway, see you next week, Ash. I'm sure we've got another good episode planned, but uh, until then, stay cool as always. And uh, I guess I'll see you on the flip side. Yep, hell yeah. Loves this one, James. Optimizing workflow. Who would have thought I'd be talking about optimizing workflows, listeners? I love it, right? Definitely see you next week. Have a great week, listeners. Stay cool. Bye for now. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. To keep getting smarter, proven ideas in your inbox every week, subscribe to the podcast now over at brokerideasgroup.com.au forward slash podcast. If you want to accelerate even faster, access our proven, results-driven programs, live events, and free resources available at brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. And until next time, remember, life's too short to play small. So dream big, believe big, and go big with Broker Ideas Group.